Hi, this is Faith and Create, a podcast about makers and their faith. Today I'm going to chat with Emily who creates prosthetics and special effects, makeup for film and television. I don't know how much you know about this type of work. I don't know much and was excited to learn what goes into the films and TV shows we love to watch. The details and special effects. They go into movies like Star Wars or Peter Rabbit, Pirates of the Caribbean, Wolverine, Superman. They're movies that have been made here in Sydney and Emily is one of the creatives who helps transform the actors, helping them embody their character, also making props to help tell the story. So she chats with us about how she discovered this industry and got her foot in the door. Also working on her first big film, Mad Max. And it was interesting to chat about the increase in work in Sydney recently and also her faith journey. So enjoy listening along. Uh, So I do special effects makeup for film and television, uh, which involves all sorts of things, sometimes prosthetic makeup. So we make appliances that we glue onto actors uh, to create them, uh, to turn them into characters. Um, and then sometimes it can be costume props. So something like, uh, for example, like the Darth Vader suit would be a costume prop, something yeah. that involves armor and things like that. Uh, we also do, I also help out with model making. So sometimes, you know, little puppets and, and characters and yeah, so it can be a range of things, but, um, primarily I think, um, my interest and and most of my work is uh prosthetics so which is the yeah the art of creating characters with with appliances that we glue on to actors yeah Yeah. you have to make molds and things is that what prosthetics are it's making molds and yeah wow um yeah exactly yeah like manic well i mean you know before film and uh special effects were kind of invented i can think back to the mannequin is that like a prosthetic, the way they make mannequins for... Mannequins, um, uh, like for, like, what, fashion, like... Yeah, I, will, I always think... my gra- gets put on or... Yeah, my grandfather, one of his jobs used to be to make... He used to make mannequins, uh, oh, mannequins cool. for David Jones. Um, oh, then he used to okay. have to put the makeup on them as well so yes. we make the molds and then he put the makeup on them and then the david jones store would dress them with the latest fashions and uh oh, there you go. and then you know growing up he'd often make little molds for me and and things like mm-hmm. that he was quite you know crafty and and i suppose i haven't really yeah thought much about all the special effects that go into a movie until um i kind of heard a little bit about what you did and yeah sure yeah Yeah. that sounds really interesting what are some of your favorite movies or shows that first come to mind you probably done you know quite a range but what are some favorites for example um where you've had to 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 have worked on yeah to have worked on where you've had to do your special Um, effects and makeup and prosthetics one that really sort of stood out uh for me uh was a few years ago now I worked on uh, the latest Pirates of the Caribbean film and I loved that movie, the first movie when I was uh, quite young. And so that was, yeah, a really special thing to work on a movie that I, I knew the characters and the, you know, the story quite well. And it was really surreal for me to, to, 
go on the Black Pearl, which was the ship, you yeah, know, with yeah. Captain Jack Sparrow, yeah. you know, and Johnny Depp being there was a huge, you know, this of was course. like my inner child was like, you know, over the moon. So that was a really special one for me. And yeah, we got to do some awesome prosthetics for that one, which was we made some ghosts that, yeah, it was we we created all the bad guys, the villains for yep. that film uh, where they all had, um, it was a, a ship of um, uh, sailors who had died and their ghosts were haunting the sea kind of thing. And so we got to create the, the ghosts. And so that was a really, really um, fun job to work on. And um, yeah, especially, you know, for my my love of that franchise I guess yeah what a a big job like making a set like that and the prosthetics what um what how do you start a job like that how do you um yeah how does it start do you see a visual do you do drawings um and then yeah how does it start yes so usually um there will be a concept uh designer concept artist who will come up with all of the visuals sort of Uh, they have in mind for this uh, film and so we will get given sort of a concept uh, and say you know we'd like these ghosts to look this certain way or we would like this character to be like this how would you achieve it and um, and sort of we're, we're then given free reign to design it in a more practical sense where we can create it uh, we we sculpt um, the the characters so for us it starts with we get uh we take a copy of the actor's head or sometimes body too if it requires that where we yeah we we make a mold of them basically and then we end up with a plaster cast of their head in front of us um and so onto that we would sculpt whatever the design may be and then once that sort of design is approved on the actor then we would mold that and then from that mold we are able to create um prosthetics that will fit the actor perfectly it's designed on their face to to be glued in that exact position on the day so once we have that mold then we uh just generate multiple copies of the silicon or sometimes foam uh prosthetics that we uh, yeah, we need lots and lots of copies, um, you know, one for each day to glue onto them. So, yeah, that's that's our sort of process. Yeah, so you're using like foam as opposed to, you know, pl- I know plaster because I remember using plaster and, and seeing, like I said, my grandfather used plaster. But, yeah, you're using like foams now and um, to make the, the cast. Is that what I'm hearing, the cast? Um, so when I say foam, sorry, it's a... It's a material called foam latex so it's a form of rubber that has been uh whipped up into a foamed version so it is a really lightweight rubber that has a lot of elasticity so when you glue it onto an actor it's able to move with their expressions and move um, with with their face with their body and so that sort of that was used a lot in early sort of uh prosthetic makeup through the uh, through the years yep. now with the evolution of camera technology we use a lot more silicon yeah silicon rubber instead because you can get amazing sort of translucency with silicon where you couldn't 
with foam latex. Uh, so you're able to create the effect of skin with all its sort of translucency and, and colouring and and softness as well. You know, sometimes uh, foam wasn't able to replicate that as accurately, but silicon you can soften to the point where it, it really mimics the skin. And so that is um, more often than not what we use these days in front of HD uh, cameras. Yeah, um, because you less, you know, there's nowhere to hide really um, no. these days with the the quality of yeah cameras. So yeah, and it looks so good. I think that's why I don't know much about it because you can't. It looks so lifelike that you don't even <laughs> think. I think I remember yes. Nicole Kidnam, um for one of her roles. I can't remember what movie it was, but she had a nose transplant. I remember them talking about it. Yes. Um, yep, I think that was for the hours. The, you're like right. Yeah. Oh, you've got a good memory. Yeah. And I just remember <laughs> looking at it because I knew about it because it was in, I think I'd read something about it. And I remember looking at it going, I don't, I forgot about it because it just looks so real. And she just embodied yeah. that character so well that I forgot it was yeah. Nicole Kidnam. And yeah. Yeah, I just, I just, yeah, it's so cool. It's such a cool job. So where did you or how how did you start getting into that line of work how did it start for you what's your story there yeah so I've always been interested in in theater and and loved watching films and tv and stuff growing up and I met when I was in high school doing lots of theater stuff I met a makeup artist um who you know one of the mums of my friends was a makeup artist and uh, she would do more bridal and beauty sort of makeup but um, I used to help her sort of backstage for school productions and she would tell me about how she went to a makeup college and you can also learn about how to do theatre makeup and and also for television and all this kind of thing and I thought that sounded pretty good and at the time as well I you know would often be watching all the behind the scenes of my favourite film films and um, TV shows and one in particular was uh, Doctor Who I used to love watching that and yeah. um, they used to have a behind the scenes documentary which would show quite often a lot of the um, special effects like the aliens being created and and all the monsters and things for that show and I thought that that sounded like a lot of fun and I I especially loved the idea of creating characters with makeup. The beauty sort of aspect didn't interest me as much, but yeah, just always fascinated by how you create these these characters. And so straight out of high school, I went to a private college uh, in Sydney, which specialised in that, which was um, this, this mum that recommended it to me. Yeah, and so I did that for a couple of years and then uh, I tried freelancing for a bit and it's really, really difficult um, in Australia when you're starting out to to get work, especially in special effects. And in Sydney, um, <laughs> yeah. In, in Sydney, exactly. Um, because, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of beauty work around, but film, uh, it's a much um, more closed circle. It's a real sort of niche Mm. Uh, industry and there's there's only a handful of people who do it and they're kind of on everything so it's hard to get your foot in the door I I put um, myself out there to a, a few sort of uh, special effects workshops that I knew of and one in particular I you know had contacted them 
and asked if I could come and do some work experience just to see how they do things. And, and yeah, they were very kind and let oh, me good. come in and, and help out with some some of their jobs that they had on at the time. Yeah, and I have worked for them for almost nine years now. Oh, <laughs> so, that's cool. you know, after a few months, they, they kindly asked me to come back and help out with, at the time, they were just about to start Mad Max uh, Fury Road. Oh, so, I knew Mad Max. that was I love my. That. Yeah, it was a great film. So, that was my first, my first film, yeah. first big film uh, with them. And so, um, yeah, that was, that was where it all started. Oh, how interesting. And so it's so interesting to hear your start as well. It's so worth, isn't it, just ringing around and saying, can I do some experience with you, see what you, you know, just putting yourself out there like that paid off. That was good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely the way. It's it's so hard. But, you know, if you can just meet people and sort of see how they do things and, you know, that's always, you know, when people ask me how how would I do it if I was to try and get into the industry, it's just about you know, practicing at home, but also trying to, to see how the, the pros do it and, and learn from them as much as you can. And yeah, yeah, so I was very lucky that they let me come in. Oh, that's such a great story. Yeah. So if you've been there for nine years, well, well done. Yeah, just about. Yeah. Oh, you <laughs> yeah. would have done a lot. I was going to ask you next, um, you know, what are some of your grateful working moments? I suppose that's probably one of the best, isn't it? You know, getting, getting your foot in the door. Um, do you have any, sure. yeah do you have any other little moments along those um, in those years uh, that stand out for you little grateful working moments where you you know had a God gave you a desire of your heart or yeah anything else that yeah. pops into mind uh, I was I was trying to think about this um, but I, I it's really hard to think of one in particular I think that you know what I've learned over the years is um, even though I've worked with this company for just about nine years, I'm still technically freelance. And so I'm employed when there's enough work for me. And so I think that freelancing as a whole has taught me a lot about being grateful and and most of all, just uh, my dependence on God. Yeah. And I I feel like I've seen, you know, many sort of answered prayers through, uh, through the years of, of, you know, if it's a, been a quieter season and just waiting for work and and it sort of reminds me to not take for granted those when those jobs come through and I I do have another thing to work on and yeah so I I feel like yeah you know the the past nine years has been a real uh journey of yeah just appreciating the blessing of God's provision uh each every each and every job basically yeah. um and I feel like that was really uh evident especially when we went to the UK last year yeah. because for me that was, you know, I mean for my husband Murray as well, but, uh, you know, we were starting from scratch and it was like we're brand new people to this country which is like fully established with the people who already work in that industry and I wasn't really sure if I would get to do the work that I do in the UK because I thought, oh, they don't know me there and, you know, I don't have any contacts really but yeah I feel like that was a huge moment of God answering prayers of provision with work I you know I just I was ready to even just do bar work over there you know but he was so gracious and gave me uh, work in the industry that I I love to work in and um, I got to meet and work with some people who I've been following 
from overseas, you know, yeah. watching their, their work online and, and in films. And, you know, so that was a really special um, moment and answer to prayer, just seeing, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, getting to experience that and, and seeing God, uh, yeah, answer my prayers of, yeah, just just an opportunity to experience the industry in the UK. That was, you know, really special. Yeah, no, it's true because, yeah, you put, yeah, you, you hop into another part of the world where you don't know anyone and you just, you got to trust. And freelance is like that. I, I get that too with my photography. I know I'm doing a little bit of teaching now. It's like it gives me that little bit of stability. But before I yes. had that, um, I was just freelancing and you never know when the job's coming in or what's going around the corner. Yeah. If you're sick, you don't get sick pay. And and it did teach mm. me. I know. I, I love that. Yeah, it did. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. It did teach me yeah. to just trust um, God and not my job. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, yes. that's good. And, and about your faith, what's your story there? How did you, you know, become a Christian? Yes, so I've been very blessed to grow up in a, a Christian family. Um, so I, I don't know a day where I haven't known God and, and what Jesus has done for me. But I feel that I think I felt it poignantly for myself when I was um, probably in year seven in school and I went on a uh, Crusaders camp, which was actually a performers camp. So it was all about, you know, the arts and, and music, drama, you know, dance everything and uh, uh yeah on that camp there was uh, a great speaker who i can't remember his name now <laughs> i just remember feeling like uh i had heard the gospel clearly for the first time sort of you know at, at my level i guess at that time i had you know i'd been in church my whole life but mm -hmm. i felt like at that camp this guy was he was obviously very gifted at speaking to teenagers. And I, yeah, I think I really owned my faith then um, when I was about 13. And so I, I would, yeah, sort of say that that was my my turning point then. And, and yeah, since that, that time, God's sort of been growing me, you know, through all different seasons. And, you know, I've been really thankful for, you know, growing up in the church and having Christian friends. And I've been blessed to go to a Christian school as well when I was in high school and so I think yeah just having that constant sort of uh, stability and and sort of uh, yeah opportunity for growth through those things really sort mm. of shaped me and uh, I do also think that you know as an adult something that's been growing me even more probably was when um, my husband and I joined a church plant uh, about seven years ago and I think that that was another sort of significant moment um, in my faith journey, I suppose, because it was just, you know, another sort of reinforcing reminder sort of of, you know, what it's all about and God's grace and like the urgency of letting other people know about that. And, it, you know, this, you know, we'd both grown up in our churches uh, for our whole lives and, and so then joining this church plant where it was like mm. this fresh energy of like we need to share this like joy and this hope yeah so we joined um just before they publicly launched so there were um i think 20 of us when we first joined and yeah. then oh, um, cool. there were 40 of us for the launch so yeah oh well that's interesting yeah so you were there from the beginning oh that's cool thanks for sharing yeah. thanks for sharing that 
And yeah. another, just two more questions um, before yeah. I let you go. Um, I'm interested back to, you know, your work. Um, I mean, mm. you probably use so many tools and so many different, I can just imagine like a work, is it like a workshop? Do you just have yeah. shelves of, I just, because I, when I go into the art room at school, I just, there's just like shelves and tools and paints and I'm just imagining is your uh, workplace kind of like that? Is it like an art room with lots of tools? And, totally. Yeah. And, <laughs> it is, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a full on workshop. We have like heavy machinery. We have, you know, all sorts of stuff. I, I do a lot of um, the casting of silicon appliances. So we just, we have like for that, we have scales and like all number of um, silicon product and, and pigments for coloring things. And then also I do a lot wow. of the art finishing. So we, we use airbrushes, paintbrushes, you know, various sort of paints themselves. Uh, and then also um, at the the last sort of stage would be putting hair in things so if we're creating a dummy of someone we have to put you know a full head of hair and eyebrows and eyelashes and all sorts in so we we insert the hairs individually and so we have all hair things and yeah so there's there's a huge amount of um uh, of stuff in the workshop it's just chaos in there (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and reordering stuff I could imagine the same with you know the art room whenever I have to when I have to order photography supplies it's like you've got to always keep up the order make sure you've got everything in stock ready to go for a big job oh how interesting yeah and after each job as well you know once we've finished with something you know we've got all these molds from the job and we sort of have to catalog them in a way that if we have a job pop up where say we need to have a you know newborn baby we've now got a mold from this previous job of a newborn baby where we can recreate one for you know if we ever get a request or you know all sorts of things like that so yeah it's, it's a lot of shelving and storage yes yeah, storage well as uh all the products and things that you have to order and yeah it's it's full on <laughs> oh, what creative fun well i'm yeah it's so fun to get a little bit of a glimpse into your world it's a very creative world to kind of live in and i bet you've had to yeah. there's always new little ideas coming because when you're working in a workshop type environment you you're trying new tools or new types of paint or new types of, like you said you know you're working with silicon now and getting used to different mediums is that happen a lot yeah exactly yeah yeah definitely lots oh. of that yeah oh how fun to yeah. play with it and to finish up what are you currently working on now or enjoying at the moment? Yeah, um, well, uh, a lot of the time we can't actually say what what it is exactly we're working on, but uh, we've been really blessed with quite a few jobs at once, actually. I think, Interesting, you know, yeah. um, one of the aspects of COVID uh, has been in a bizarre way that in Australia particularly, we've, we've just had a huge influx of, of jobs um particularly from the states because they can't film at the moment and so we've got some commercials that are you know american commercials that we're doing here because we are able to um continue filming Uh, and so yeah bizarrely we have like five different jobs on at the moment so you know it's a huge blessing for us obviously um so just sort of juggling that and um we've got some fun things we've some aliens that we're doing we 
we created a life-size goat, um, which was like a prop, um, which was uh, really difficult because we had to, you know, we, we uh, applied all the goat hairs uh, in exactly the correct direction to copy another existing goat. So that was a real challenge for us. That's attention um, to detail. Also, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, we, we made a newborn baby, which was uh, really exciting as well uh, to, to make one of those. I, and I, my favourite things are always things that exist in real life because I love uh, when you can create something that uh, is copying something else to the point where uh, if you can convince someone else that that, uh, you know, is real, then that's the biggest compliment and that's the most satisfying thing. So I love doing the stuff like the goat and the baby and, and, and making someone into an old man when they're really like, you know, 30 something. So yeah, those kinds of things are, are really fun. And we've got a, a bunch of that at the moment. So that's, that's been great. Oh, that sounds good. I'm so glad to hear that work's going well. I was wondering how the the film industry and yeah, your uh, makeup. Yeah, it's very unexpected. Because, <laughs> yeah, you're Sydney and also I know, you know, Melbourne also might is a quite a creative area too, but they can't really function at the moment, unfortunately. So Sydney, That's right, yeah. Sydney's kind of, yeah, it's given us a little it bit is. of a stepping stone. We've had now that it's true. less competition. Yeah, it is very specific <laughs> to us, actually. You're right, it's not Australia in general. It's it's really, we're, we're lucky here in New South Wales, I think, um, yeah. to have, have the work, definitely. Yeah, yeah it's interesting. Oh, well, so good to chat. Thanks, Emily, for sharing your, you know, line of work. I'm going to have to look into it a little bit more now. Now when I look at movies, I'm going to appreciate it on another level. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, thanks for <laughs> sharing awesome. your story. Thanks so much. Oh, thanks for joining in for this episode of Faith and Create. That's all we have time for today. But I am definitely keen to find out more about this creative industry i'm going to pop some details in the notes i am itching to find out what emily's working on in sydney at the moment we will have to wait and see but it is exciting to know that we have some great sydney locals in the industry and lastly if you know of anyone that would benefit or enjoy hearing these stories about creatives and their faith please feel free to share bye for now